<laughs> There's something wrong with my lawn. Oh, I don't know why I said good night. <laughs> good night, my sweet prince. So good night, moon, and good night, you, when you're all that Whoa, I Jesus. think about. Hands gripping my hands. All that I dream Ripping. about. Gripping, it hurts. It's. <laughs> You let go. Thought I'd never dream without. Hi, Andrew. What am I? What is my foot on? <laughs> ow! Ow! Andrew, get your foot off me. That was an audio. That's but... real funny, Leanne, but that's not possible. What? <laughs> you can't trick me. Art Farts. Are you here? Welcome to Art Farts, Court. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's great to be here again. Welcome to Art Farts, Courtney. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And welcome to Art Farts, all you listeners out there. And if you're a listener, mm. thank yeah. you. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, too. Mm. Oh, what, what, are you, what are you humphing about? Do you what hear who? him muttering? Oh, I hear Do you him. hear him muttering? Not me. I hear him humphing. Oh, I've never muttered <laughs> a word. Humphing and puffing. Oh, you better not. We'll wake you up. We'll wake you right up. Let's perk this guy up. You know how we can perk him up? What? I'm telling him what this is all about. Well, what are we... Why am I... I... Why are you here? No, take it away. (laughs) What? No, you should probably take it away. This is Art Farts, and this is a little podcast we like to do. Don't worry, we're not one of those alpha male podcasters. Well... Could we, like, try that, like, for one episode, though? Next week. <laughs> next week will be the women episode. I don't know about episode. next week. Wait, you guys aren't going to be here. Wait, oh, can it's I do an episode of my own? We'll literally be here, Andrew. <laughs> We're not going to be gone that long. Oh, uh, wait, yeah, you're just gone for a week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You can't escape us. But, but actually, yes, you can do an episode on your own. <laughs> I'm not going to, though. Permission I don't want granted. To. Okay. Well, we're not like one of those alpha male podcasts yet. Yet is key. We um, do a little thing here where we teach you, maybe, about art history and all that it has to offer. How do we do that, you may ask? Well, we research online and regurgitate it back with our barf and farts and puke um, and see if any of it sticks or any of it actually makes any sense. There's one little problem, though, when we try to do this. What's that problem? Someone tell me. I don't know shit. Andrew? Um, we don't know anything. I, I majored in English. I really, formal background, got none of it. We're, we're just all around stupid. If, if you can believe it. I feel like they can. I feel like they're like, if someone had to say it. We're, we're what we like to call, um, idiots or our brains are farts. We've got farts for brains. Oh, fuck. I wanted to fart. Uh, Oh, one second. And the, the, we're so stupid. We've had this this fart board for a whole year. I don't know how to use it. You go, oh, fuck. I wanted to fart. <laughs> There's I a feel fart. like I hear a fart. Yeah, it was so faint. That was my faint fart. Um, yeah, so every week one of us brings up either an artist or a topic or an event or a 
piece of art and we enlighten the world possibly about it and we do not fact check our fact check ourselves Mm-mm. especially me i kind of do like a one and done like whatever i say is is word and that's it so i fact check um, myself quite a bit man i have a lot of sources on here I have a lot of sources, but sometimes when we're doing something real obscure like I am today, sometimes it's hard to get a clear answer. So I'm just picking oh, yeah, what I sure. <laughs> what I want mm-hmm. to say. For I'm picking sure. the story I like, um, just like the news. So we're, we're just like the huh? news. Amen, sister. <laughs> we're um, biased. Yes, and yeah, that's a little bit about us. I'm Courtney. Yeah, I was gonna say who is us. I'm Leanne. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Are you, is your mic working again? Yeah. Stupid Mike. I, I think what happens things. is... Yeah, you I, got uh, it. Wait, which one's Mike from Stranger Things? Mike! I love it! <laughs> <laughs> which one's Mike? Leander screams Mike. <laughs> Mike is the um, is is Joyce's son. Winona Ryder's son. He's the one with the... He's Finn Wolfhard. Oh, yeah. The the loser. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I think they're all losers. Not not. I don't think they're all losers, but canonically in the show, they're like little, they're little dorks. Well, yeah, I, uh, but okay. For the record, I do think they're all losers. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good to think things. I I would like to start us off with a little game. Okay. And thus ends our Finn Wolfhard segment. <laughs> <laughs> What's the game? Um, artist versus fartist. <laughs> Hell yeah! Does any? I have one that I like to share. Do you have any that you'd like to share? You had a few left over from I last might, week. I might. Yeah. So this is you a little game. While I pull mine up. This is a little game we like to do um, when we have the brain cells to do it. Um, and essentially, we we say a it, we call it artist versus fartist, and it's where either a visual artist's name leads into a musical artist, or a musical artist's name leads into a visual artist, and we give a clue in that same order. So if I said, I bet you look good on the dance floor, says this 1980s pop artist famous for bright and colorful faceless figures, you would know that it's Arctic Monkey... Ke- Arctic Monkey Herring. Ooh. Um, so that's a little example, but I have got some new ones, because that one was one from last week, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should go back and listen, because I... I'm still thinking about it. It's probably my favorite episode we've done yet. Thank you again, Andrew. You've changed my life. You're welcome. I'm, I mean, I didn't really do anything. The art did it, you know? You really did it for me. What are you smelling? It just smells nice in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to audibly sniff around like a dog. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got a new one for us, though, and it's a little tricky, and so I didn't do it last week, but I'm feeling like just giving it my all. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay, okay. Mexican painter famous for her self-portraits and simultaneously being considered the founder of free jazz. Frida Kahlo. Yes. Uh. I don't know about jazz, nor the founder. What did you say? The founder of jazz? Founder of free jazz. Free jazz. The, the no founder of the, the creator of jazz. Um... Barry B. Benson. <laughs> Frida Kahlo, Barry B. Benson. Oh. I'm trying to, th- trying to think of, uh, oh. I mean, low. Um, I. I don't know. I can't. It's, I like, can't. It, it's like the only, fr- and listen, I, I know I'm dating a jazz musician, but I swear to God, I have very limited knowledge on, on jazz. I know 
the I only know one free jazz artist, and it is this person. <laughs> if that helps, I'm, I'm getting no one, and I don't know anything about <laughs> jazz, so I'm still at it, operating someone. at a deficit. I'm thinking of someone, but I can't remember their name. I can think of the album of, of an album they made. What album? I'm not sure if I would even call it free jazz. It's more like hard bop. Um, <laughs> this man's saying stuff. <laughs> Oh, Frida Kahl hard bop. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Ah! Oh my god, Leanne <laughs> just took her shirt off. That's the kind of mood. That's what we're serving up tonight. I want everyone to know. She she, she did it. She did the damn thing. I'm gonna give her the point for that. <laughs> I'm wearing my shirt okay, that yeah, says. That makes sense. My shirt says, "I love my husband, but I also love me some Bon Jovi." But she just flashed me when she <laughs> when she got excited. This is my favorite shirt. Spring break. Wow, we're gonna live forever. Um, it was Frida Kalor Net Coleman. Damn. Uh, Coleman. Damn it. Fuck. Yeah. So. Shit. Okay, Leanne, your turn. All right, I left off with the Uncle Cracker one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this man painted a nude of a woman. And then painted a copy, but clothed. While this Swedish pop group has a musical based around their music. Wait, you have to do the first one again. This man painted a nude of a woman and then painted a copy of that nude, but just clothed. Ah, uh, yeah, so it's Abba and then Ah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, we threw out his name! <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't... No, a nude and then painted over it? Yeah. I don't know. Have we talked about it on the show? I don't know. They're a Spanish painter. They paint... A, I know we've definitely talked about them because there's one specific painting De, that I feel like we've talked about. De Gaba. No, and I'm Fuck. so sorry. <laughs> um, Good one to remember for later, though. De Gaba. <laughs> One of their, the name of one of their paintings involves a planet name. Wait, Goyaba? Oh, oh, oh. Goya, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Goyaba. What nude did he paint and then paint it over? I don't know. I just know that in my research, that is something that I had come across. That's really cool. I would love to hear more about that in the future. Do you have any I'm, more? I'm writing that... down feverishly. I have one more. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> breathing so my, my lips are quivering. Hold on, give me a minute. Oh. This woman was a Dada artist who pioneered the genre of photo montage. While this, while this rock <laughs> band is well known for a music video involving treadmills. Oh, wait, okay, no, I go. We talked about OK, okay go, go last. It's OK, ha- go. We uh, talked Hannah, about okay, it last go. time. Yeah! Oh, nice job! Hannah, okay, go. And we say we're stupid. Look at us. We're And geniuses. we say we're not okay, go fans. <laughs> we're, we're pro. Oh, pro thanks, Leanne. Yeah. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah. yeah. Thank Courtney. Oh, thank Courtney. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love Thank you. I'm, I, try, I'm trying to master Leanne's thank you. I accidentally do that to like cashiers all the time. I'm walking out and I go, thank you. And then I'm like, shit. They hate me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Andrew, you got anything to share? Let's start what? of this. No. What do you mean? What? <laughs> what? Why would I ever share anything? What would I what have is this, to share? A podcast? Yes. <laughs> what was that? I gave you a lot of farts. <laughs> what was wow. that? Um, I got 
One more thing to say. I don't have any this day in history. I got guns in I my was head. Looking, <laughs> I was trying to find it uh, a, a bit, fi- trying to find something, but I couldn't find anything. It's so hard to do, and I really, Brad, this, where I'm at right now, I want everyone to know, too, that usually we record on a Wednesday or Thursday. I guess it is only Tuesday, but it feels, it feels wrong. I keep thinking today's Friday. I was like, where's the farmer's market? <laughs> It's a it's a Tuesday. Leanne and I have a 5 a.m. flight tomorrow morning, so we are going to be leaving our house at 2 um, a.m. That is, and so yeah, this is really Oof. just this is the this is the shit show episode. Actually, though, I'm very excited. It's gonna be a good shit show episode. I feel giddy. So it's I gonna feel be like good. we're in middle school. You're gonna love this. Both of you are gonna go fucking nuts. Yes. So. I'm super excited, but I've got no The Stay and Fart history for you guys. Sorry. Come back next week, and I'll have something about something someone did one time in history. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, it's my week. It's my uh, my week to present. Take us yeah. away. Give us the beat boy and free our souls, Court. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Thank you. Can you cue me in with a fart? Number nine? Number six, I mean? Um, Wait, number nine. Holy shit. <laughs> So today I'm talking about an artist who honestly, sh- I'm just shocked, is not well-known or mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe they are and I just have never heard of this man ever in my life, despite how wild and crazy his story and art is. Um, but more specifically, I'm in utter shock. I'm so surprised that I beat Andrew to this one. Um, oh And partially pretty proud of myself. I'm kind of actually scared that Andrew has just stumbled upon this and decided to save it for later. I have a big list of art farts ideas um, that I just go through whenever I need to go through. So let's, let's see if it's on the list. That's so, and I also do the same thing. This, I just stumbled upon this by accident. I've, I, I really just went for it. I've never, ever heard of this. It was not even on a, uh, on the radar of things I could talk about for this week. Um, But it is so up Andrew's asshole alley that. Not that you're have an asshole alley. I meant I wanted to combine your butthole with okay, alley. Okay, so with backtracking, an alley. <laughs> backtracking. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, but I am pretty proud of myself for beating you to this one, so I hope I do it justice. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride, and I'm going to wink for foreshadowing for later, and I won't let anyone know what that means. <laughs> um, Weasel's wild <laughs> ride? You're kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to ask my co-host nicely right now that none of, no one Googles this name. Um, put your phones away. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but I don't want you to Google anything about him um, because it's going to be easy to spoil something that I want to talk about. Yeah. And not necessarily spoil. This isn't like a fucking Marvel movie. Um, but more so, he's kind of famous for one specific event. And I feel like that's what people know him most for. And I don't want that to interfere with all this good fart knowledge I'm about to drop on you. It's kind of like the, it's not what I want to talk about most. It's Hitler, isn't it? You're going to be talking about Hitler's art. Okay. How'd you know? And we did just watch Jojo Rabbit. And you you said, you know, he's famous for one specific event. And that event would be World War II. And it is weird how I am going to start off the story with the Holocaust, but ah. what are you guys doing? Are you like, have you been reading my notes? Because I do put them on the Google Drive. Oh, um, really? So I could just look at your notes right now? You could, but please don't. They're also a mess. You would hate this. You would hate the way I have this laid out. It's, But it makes it fartier, and I just like to be the farty of the party. So listeners at home, if you don't mind spoilers or like knowing 
the big thing about this guy. Feel free to search him up. Otherwise, I recommend you wait till the end or at least when I give more instruction. Um, and I do have reference videos and pictures ready for you too, but I, my computer's already saying that I have no service back here, so <laughs> I might have to just give you very specific direction. Do you want my hotspot? No, it's really too much for right okay, now. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with this being a, just a shit show of a, pro- of a production. Absolutely. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. So yeah. Today I'll be, I'll be talking about Bastion Johann Christian. Ooh. Does um, it ring you any bells? That's like ringing... Not- it rings bells, not on my list though. Does this help because he actually goes by Boss Jan Otter? No, Ad- that doesn't Adder. help at all. Adder. That adds way more questions to me. Perfect. I was going to say that brought the bell got distant when <laughs> you said that. Perfect. That's what I want. Um, he was born April 19th, 1942. So he's an Aries, was- but he's, he's right on the cusp, which is really cool. Cusp, cuspers, I'm a cusper myself. Um, they got a little something extra in them, and he definitely does. He was born in the Netherlands, so he's Dutch. Um, I love the Netherlands, so I was very excited to see this. He was born in a small village in the Dutch province of Grogenhein. Grogenhein. I can't even uh, say it. Love it there. <laughs> you, well, you said it. It's essentially just like the smallest little village, like mostly sheep. Like, honestly, no, it, the province itself had like 200,000 people, but it's really small. It's really in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1944, when Bastion was two years old, his father was killed by the Nazis um, for his large-scale scheme to help people escape the Holocaust. So apparently, because they were kind of in the countryside, his mother converted their attic, their whole attic into a hiding space um, for the Jewish people, and his father single-handedly smuggled people across the borders um, to hide them in their house. Um, as well as he derailed, I don't even know how you fucking do this, huh. derailed two Nazi trains. Holy shit. Don't pick at I your skin. Oh my gosh, don't call me out. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bleed and you're gonna be mad when you start bleeding. <laughs> Every episode I do start bleeding and then I'm like, shoot, we have to pause. Um I'll give you a fidget toy. No, it's okay. I'll just control myself. <laughs> it's okay. Um anyways. Sorry, I had to stop Leanne before before she was before she got hurt. Before she got, uh, yeah. I don't think of a word. What's it called when you uh, defile yourself? Self mutilation. <laughs> before Self- she- oh no. <laughs> um, uh. Anyways, so yeah, his dad was killed, um, and this was a huge event. Obviously, for for boss. I mean, naturally, his badass dad was murdered by evil people, but also it really does shape Boss to be the the way he is as an adult and uh-huh. the artist that he becomes, both literally and metaphorically, which we're going to talk about so much more later. Um, but since Boss was two when his dad passed away, he never really got to know him well enough. And so he grew up with these ideas of his dad and lots of stories because his dad was just, like, super cool. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he, he had a mix of that and just kind of what he felt deep down in his gut about his dad. Kind of like that soul-blood connection or whatever. And he became obsessed with the juxtaposition of imagination and concrete truth. Which he, he openly talked about for like his whole life. And it can be seen through all of his art. So that's just kind of setting up the scene. Dad died, killed by Nazis in the middle of the woods. Like point gun blank, poof, executed. Uh, his family still continued to save hundreds and hundreds of people in the the middle of nowhere and he's like i love the truth and i love creativity and it just kind of meshes together to make this wonderful beautiful person 
Um, so then boss grows up. This, another, another person I've chosen who just, there's a lot of missing information, a lot of missing pieces. People really talk about, again, that one thing that I said you can't use your phone for. Uh Um, and so there's, there's a lot of missing stuff, but I'm going to tell you what I know. He attends art school in Amsterdam in the early 1960s, um, where he signs up for a study abroad program, where he's sent to the sunny land of Los Angeles. So Ooh, he goes from yeah. the Netherlands all the way to L.A. Lit. That's a California big jump. Love, you know. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he, he falls in love with the United States, um, mm. which... I feel like it's funny, 1960s, like, late 1960s United States is so... <laughs> I mean, it's probably really different than 1940s Netherlands, so I can see why he'd love it. But L.A. at the time, the Manson murders, LSD, uh, you know, just just stuff's going on in L.A. That um, sounds pretty great. I don't... <laughs> but not only did he fall in love with the, the United States, but he also fell in love with a woman... Um, who I'm going to talk about in a minute because I also love her. I would fall in love with her too. Um, and he graduates from Otis College of Art and Design with a BFA and then later from Claremont, from in Claremont, California with an MFA. Um, and around 1964, when he's finishing up school in college, in, or hello, he's finishing college, school in college. He's, when he's finishing up at Otis, he meets Mary Sue, now known as Mary Sue Adder, because they do get married, his future wife. Um, and... In interviews, she mentions how it was love at first sight when they first met. Um, she's also an artist because she went to this art school too. She's a a film artist. She's made movies, so she's a badass too. Because if you're a woman making movies, you're automatically a badass in my mind. So here's what she writes. I was kind of lounging against a car hood with a couple of girls, other girls next to the taco wagon, and he came up to me. He had a rope around his waist for his belt, and he had long blonde hair, and he had a beard. But he looked too much like Jesus Christ, so I had him shave the beard. He had the most beautiful smile. He was really strikingly good-looking, but a smile would light up the room. And then she says she was hooked with his opening line inviting her to check out his stomach, which he said featured one of the five most beautiful belly buttons in the world. <laughs> Why am I in love with him? <laughs> yes. Wow. Right? I said that line would al- also get me. If, That's so funny. <laughs> if so, this guy be- <laughs> rope for a belt. Like, <laughs> That's my type of man. <laughs> Full of, like, long hair, long beard, walks up just, like, smiling and is like, want to check out my stomach? I've been told I've got one of the five most beautiful belly buttons. And she was like, yeah, I want to see your belly button. And then they fell in love. And that's, that is the one of my favorite love stories ever. Um, I don't know when they got married, but they did get married pretty shortly after considering just the rest of his life. Um, sorry, I just heard Evan <laughs> throw up out there. <laughs> um and yeah, they're in love, and they they make beautiful, beautiful art together, and they are just they're just goals, goals. And that's what marriage is all about, love at first sight. Um, so um, you know, the United States gave gave Boss this this art career, and then also gave him the love of his life. Um, but during his college career, you know, he graduated from art school, so obviously he was doing shit in art school. I can't find any anything about the art he was making there like the specialties he was specializing in there well, there's it's classified information 
honestly, I don't I don't know like what he was doing there. And he has he has multiple degrees and he was a professor for a little bit at a few other colleges. So I don't know what his early works look like. In fact, all of his art that I could find and that I'm gonna talk about ranges from nineteen seventy to nineteen seventy-five. So hmm. we have a short time period of art we're gonna be talking about here, and I've got no background on how what how the hell he started making what he made. Did you say that those are the only recorded Yes. That we have of him is just this five. Yes, the span year. of I'm about to take you through the span of That's five years wild. right now. Yes. Elusive. Yes. So I, I've got no clue kind of his I know his, about his life background. I know about his philosophy and how he feels about existing, but I've got no clue on what led him to choose this type of art that he's chosen. Um, but what I can tell you is that he's primarily a photographer, videographer. And kind of performance artist. Um, so him and him and Mary Sue really work along well together. Mm-hmm. It's great. But let's start talking about what is that art that he made. Without further ado, let's talk about falling. So after falling? college, falling. You know, falling. Oh, fall guys. Like, yes, like, like the fall idea. guys. Oh, like fall guys. Okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. And literally, I told Evan. I said the title of this is going to be Fall Guys. I'm telling you right now, so I'm glad. <laughs> First fall guys mentioned. Um. So after college, Boss's first major art piece was titled Falls. The Falls, but Falls is in parentheses, and the is not in parentheses. And it's a number of films and series of photography pieces that took place over. A few several years, um, and often referenced each other. So it's almost like, like every piece is a piece within itself of this whole collective called the Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to bring us to the first fall, which is titled Fall, and then parentheses one Los Angeles parentheses. Fall I'm gonna, in parentheses, guys. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna attempt to send. Let's see if this works. Everyone take your drinks. I can hear you all. I'm going to attempt to send it. To, like, send it. Oh, I need, ha-ha. like, a really oh. long straw. So <laughs> Me I don't too. have to, like, pick up my drink and put it back down. It always makes a noise on oh, the mic. G- p- pick up your phone. <laughs> I've sent the video. Uh, oh, it's trying nothing, to send. Nothing. It's trying to send. It's trying to send. And once so it sends... Well, this is awkward. That's okay. Um, I pressed a fart in the meantime. Yeah, this is awkward. Is it not sending still? I hate this. Give me the beat. What should we? I can't have you guys necessarily look it up. I have the Facebook link. It's on Facebook. Oh, it should have sent now. Should I sing dirty work? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay, can you guys please watch this video on Facebook now and just watch and then... Tell the audience what you see. I'm seeing um, a man standing on top of a roof. He's falling off in slow motion. Uh, yeah. Is he standing or is he? He was sitting. For me, he just hit the bush. He hit the ground, and it's playing over. He he looks weird though. Like he's like squatting on top of the roof, and he just oh he's on a chair. He was sitting. He's on a chair. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that pretty much sums it up. 
Yeah, so that's, uh, oh my god. That's our guy. That's boss, guys. <laughs> Legs first, but he lands in a bush, so we have to assume he's okay. Also, because this kinda, is only like, fall one. He kind of, like, tumbles. <laughs> well, yeah, it also, it looks like he's, you know, falling, like, he's clearly falling on purpose. Like, he shouldn't have fallen that second time. He hit the thing, then he, like, pushed himself off of it. Fucking idiot. So, that's fall one. Um... And uh, there's there's falls that are referenced earlier than this piece, um, but this is the first in the series of of the falls. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're not made in order like year wise, this is the first in the order of the whole of the whole collective, if you will. So you're exactly right. That's boss up there. He's sitting on a roof in L.A. and we know that too because the title is fall one los angeles um and he is sitting in a chair and he just he tumbles off the roof and he just falls down so like an intentional roll almost let's go to before we kind of debrief all of this um i'm gonna send you guys fall two if if it sends hello let me copy you stop my phone's frozen so (laughs) that's really nice uh, that might not help Wait, it should be working now. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to the second film, which is titled Fall, and then parentheses to Amsterdam um, from the same year. Oh, these were both from 1970. Um, So that's sending right now. And once you guys watch that, I'll have you guys describe that fall to me. He just threw up in her mouth. <laughs> I did not. I burped, but I really was not expecting it. I've only been drinking water. <laughs> My legs are like trapped. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, this is crazy. There's no service. Okay, it's sent. No. All right. Fall two. Do you have it, Andrew? Yep. Nice. I see water in a bridge. Where's our guy? This is it takes place in Amsterdam also. Riding a bike down the uh, sidewalk. You're allowed to do anything in Amsterdam. Straight into the river. Straight into the... And I saw that happen in real life once. <laughs> Someone ride a bike off a dock into a lake. Yeah. No, I've seen that just... meme of the guy on the scooter who does it. I've never... Oh, wait. Isn't that you? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. No, I wish. <laughs> Ringing a lot of bells. Yeah, that's funny. So that's our guy, Boss, in Amsterdam, and he um, is riding his bike, and he falls into, yeah, into the river there, the famous river. Um, Now I'm going to talk about two more fall pieces that happen a little bit later. The one I just sent is a little bit longer. You guys can watch it while I talk about it. Um, So within this fall film series, the next one, it's... A little bit harder to watch. Nothing necessarily bad does happen, but it you kind of feel like something's going to happen. This is called Broken Fall, parentheses, organic. Um, and <laughs> Boss is hanging from a, a tall tree um, by his two hands and kind of like bouncing around and swinging on the tree. And he looks like he's going to fall at any second. Um, and... If he does fall, it's it's a long long ways down, so it's kind of terrifying. Um, but he does not fall. the The video does not show him falling. This looks like the the tapes the guy fi- finds in uh, Sinister. 
<laughs> oh my god, you're actually right. I wonder if Sinister was inspired by him. What do you guys think about Broken Fall Organic? He his he, body does not look humanly. Yeah, even and that's I thought it about the first fall too. He does it did something vaguely inhuman about the way that his body moves. He's I like, like I like your description. He's dangling like a wet noodle in this. Yeah, yeah, real wet noodle. <laughs> yeah, real wet. You're gonna, um, you're gonna hate the next one then. What is it called? Uncanny Valley? When yeah. that's when something yeah. looks, it's like you're like this is almost human, but I feel sick. Yeah. That's like one of my least favorite. Um, that's probably like one of the scariest things to me. Uncanny stuff like that. It's He's not like, like so uncanny though. Like, He's just like. I don't know. Looks like a weirdo. Get down. It is from interesting. There. It is interesting though because like he isn't. You know, I feel like a lot of the artists we talk about, they're kind of weird or um, they got something going on. Nah, but he, I mean to be making this stuff, you have to be I mean, a little weird. Yeah, he was definitely weird, but like he what? He was just he was just a, everyone loved him. He was just like a guy. He was just. I think he's dangerous. <laughs> well, let's talk about the next one because I do think you guys are gonna hate this one um this one's called broken fall again but this one's in parentheses geometric so it's different than broken fall organic when he's in a tree this is broken fall geometric it's a little bit more planned out um which you'll see here and i'll have you guys describe this one um but this one's a little bit more famous because it was taking place in west capel holland um where where Boss did a lot of his art. Um, so I'm going to have you guys watch that. Oh, he now. fell. And then, yeah. Would you? How would you describe that fall, Andrew? Um, I don't know. I didn't like it, though. Uh, that fall gave me chills. Um, this one? But he, he was like, he's like standing there like, next to something. What is he standing next to? <laughs> something on a tripod, I think. Yeah, I thought it looks like a camera on a tripod, but the camera oh! is recording him. <laughs> Um, but the whole time he's like kind of leaning over, like he's almost gonna fall. Like a um, and then eventually he whoa. does. <laughs> exactly onto the tripod, exactly, yeah. and into a bush. He just drops. He does the wet noodle act, and he just goes. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit more about that specific location, that specific fall. Um, it's like his feet stood in place, and his knees were the first part <laughs> of his body to start falling to the side. So, yeah, this guy, his art, for those of you who aren't actively watching this, he would go around and record himself falling in different areas. Um, literally falling, not like like he would fall down. He would fall off his bike, fall off the roof in a chair, like fall from great heights. And he would kind of either, in that one instance, he didn't show the fall. Or in other instances, he planned it where it was comedically almost stopped right after he fell um so it was kind of like he falls and then it's just like cut and he was inspired by a lot of older movies that like yeah like comedy movies they Um, it looks like an old silent movie um the way the way it's filmed and everything exactly he what he was inspired by this um he loved film which is why he kind of did film as an art Mm -hmm. his his wife loved film so he was inspired by a lot of famous famous movies um but you know we are going to talk a little bit more about why falling but first i want to say that these videotapes are not just the 
the fall parts of his series, he also meticulously photographed falls, which are known as the photographic falls of this giant series. Um, and so those falls were kind of able to be easily captured in still images, and they didn't need that grand entrance of, okay, watch mm-hmm. me fall off the roof. I feel like if you watched, if you saw someone falling off a roof in pictures, it wouldn't really hit the same mm-hmm. um, as him falling off the roof in video format. Um, but I would like us now, you guys can look this one up because I think you will not have any problems with it, but here's the name of it. It's On the Road to a New Neoplasticism, West Capel, Holland, 1971. On the Road to a New Neoplasticism. I'm sure if you just look up that, you'll be fine. And once you guys have that up, can you describe to me what you see? Uh, which, I mean, I'm seeing a few things here. So it's going to be the pic- the four pictures, like in, there's four pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. One, okay. Yeah. You want to look on my phone? Yeah. Um, oh. Does it well, look familiar? <laughs> the location? Yeah, that's, that's where he did the, f- the, the last fall. Yes, this is where he f- fell um, during Broken Fall. Onto that tripod. Broken Fall Geometric. Yes, onto the tripod. This is the same location. Um, different years, same location. Do you want us to describe what we're seeing? Yes. There's, it's a, there's four different images, and they are all of him lying on the ground in the same position. Uh, the first one, he's just lying on the pavement. The second one, he's lying on the pavement, but there's now a blue... A blanket underneath him, uh, in the second one or in the third one now, same blue blanket. We have the addition of a yellow object. I can't tell what it is. And then in the fourth one, same image, but the addition of a red object beneath his leg. I don't know what that is t- either. That's okay. That was a great description. Um, so this is actually an homage to Mondrian's artwork. Do you guys know who Mondrian is? No. Nope. Look up Mondrian now, and you'll you'll know who he is. We're M-O- adding a lot of names for artist versus fartist. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. M-O-N-D-R-I-A-N. And you have definitely seen um, oh, this well, artist yes. before. Oh, well, yes. So all of this stuff came up also when I looked up the, the last one. Okay, yes. So um, Mondrian's famous for kind of for working with cubism. Um, he did a lot of primary color cubes um, blocked around, which is exactly what... We, our friend Boss was trying to do here. He uh, added in, aww. yes. Um, so the blue blanket, the yellow can, um, and the composition of how it's four different pictures was actually an homage to Mondrian. Um, and which it is also then connected to, ready? This is going to blow your mind a little bit. Remember Broken Fall Geometric filmed in the same place? Yeah. Uh-huh. Geometric. It was named Broken Fall Geometric because it's an homage. His future work is an homage to Mondrian. He planned it out to be a future project to relate to Mondrian because Mondrian's a geometric artist Mm. versus organic, which is the tree. So that's why that's why that one was called geometric because it's in the, the second one's crazy. in the same location. Though. Yes, Aww. he he plans everything out, um, and then also similarly he I forget what this one's named is. Let's see, broken fall crap. Let me <laughs> not that's broken not what it's fall called. in parentheses crap. 
Not that. Oh, here it is. Um, the then if you look up pitfall on the way to a new neoplaticism, so it's it's the same name except pitfall on the way to a new neoplasticism. Sorry, I'm just I'm looking at all this Mondrian like clothes, like the supreme Mondrian jacket and these <laughs> these Mondrian Nike dunk loaves. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I kind of want them. <laughs> anyway. So so this man have did you look up pitfall Andrew? No, but I will. <laughs> you gotta have taken a running start for this one. So this is this is pitfall on a, on the way to a new <laughs> neoplasticism, um, and I wanted to just not to be confused with our first one, not to be confused with on the road to a new neoplasticism because they are different, even though they are in the same spot with the same objects. Um, but actually, he arranged them to be a composition in disarray to show how he might have fallen to set up that first picture of <laughs> so if you were to if you were to fall while setting up on the road to a new neoplasticism then it would look like what we have here pitfall on the way to a new neoplasticism he um, said what if i fell down while this <laughs> during this photo shoot what if i fell down during my falling photo shoot so he goes back to the same location to to do this piece too um with the same objects that he has in on the road to a new neoplasticism so you can see the objects are scattered around. His blurred, he's blurred. Um, so is that blurred? yellow thing a gas canister? What yes, is that? it is. It, it's a patrol, they said patrol can, but I think that's just a gas. It's a petrol can. Yeah, petrol. It's petrol. Petrol. Um, yes, what do you guys think of, of these, of the falls? I like this them. and I like lunatic. The, the order that they're just, it's funny. Right? It's just, it's very... Um, it's like what, like fall, like you're still falling. Like, <laughs> the last image is almost Borat esque. Like he's in a suit, but right? Oh, we didn't mention the suit. His pelvis is making contact with the ground, but no other part of maybe his legs. But oh, just the imagining him taking a running start in this suit and just diving <laughs> into the ground. I'm it's, just I'm, imagining him like in like around where he lives and people are just like oh there's there that guy goes falling again he doesn't live here he lives in la he He bought a plane ticket for this and that's gonna be him traveling here is gonna be important for later too um but yeah he he just he's he planned he is meticulous and his his wife what is has always said like everything he did was there was a plan for everything like everything had an order everything just he had it all figured out kind of um which is it's just really cool to see how intense and there's probably so much that I'm not even mentioning that I just don't even know like I you know there's only so much art I could choose to talk about today um but can I talk about one more that's related to this before we move on to like the next era please yes okay so, Untitled Tea Party was done in 1972, so it's, like, a little bit later. Um, and this is also a film, and it's no longer... So we're out, we're out of the fall series, but what you're going to notice here is that he's still falling. Like, he's, he's no longer in the fall series, technically, but he's still kind of working with, um, with the idea of something falling, mm-hmm. whether it be himself or something else um so untitled tea party 
untitled in parentheses tea party 1972 um if, if someone can look this up, there's there's a video and there's photographs. He's got double. Um, I watched the video. You don't have to watch it all right now. It's pretty long, I'm pretty sure. Or, like, longer than the other ones. Did you say 1972? Yeah. As if there would be another one, sorry. <laughs> and so this is him in that same suit. Um, I, get, I think the film is on Letterboxd because Leanne just opened it up. <laughs> it accidentally linked me to Letterboxd. That's funny. Um, Whoa. He's... He's in that same suit, and he. the video shows him crawling through a forest on his hands and knees to a giant mousetrap, like a human-sized mousetrap, essentially, um, <laughs> where it's you know, one of those old-fashioned ones where it's like a box and then the stick on the end and then like something underneath it. Um, instead of cheese, though, he has a tea party set up underneath the box. So he's got a little tea and little, little crumpets, whatever, and he... Essentially just sits there um, drinking his afternoon tea in English style, apparently. I don't know why that's very important, but it is. Um, and then the zo- the camera zooms out, and in the last frame, you see that the stick <laughs> goes away, and the box falls on top of him. Yes. Um, and then it cuts. So again, not him falling, but the box falls, the video ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, we're out of the fall period, but... Everything's falling still. Yeah, a giant box falls over his body, and he's trapped inside of that box. I feel like this still is very much a physical with his body bit. He's still falling. He's still falling. Now, we're going to go back in time. It's hard to, like, mark when what pieces are when because it they're, like, you know, he's, so he makes something in 1970, but it's supposed to come in order until, like, after these things made in 1972. So, you know, he's he's doing them earlier than they're planned to be in the order of what he wants his, like, Mm. film career to be. So just because it was, like, he was, like, yeah, okay, this was made in 72, but this is not when it was supposed to. Like, people would see it then, but he's, like, Mm. oh, but you have to see, he's, like, but you need to see this one first, so you have to wait three years. And then, like, Ah. he kind of, he had this plan where they're, now, as us viewers, we can view it in the way he intended. Mm -hmm. But when it was coming out, like, it was intended for a different way. Um so the next one I want to talk about really quick before we move on is light, wait, yeah, light vulnerable objects threatened by eight cement bricks 1970, which is something that I feel like I have seen or at least something similar. Um, and essentially this was an exhibit that showed various objects under a suspended cinder block. Um, just, just moments oh, yeah, away this from falling looks them. familiar right it looks a little bit familiar can you guys describe what you're seeing um so <laughs> there are some items some objects and then we got like cinder blocks hanging over them with some rope yeah yeah one of the objects in, is like, a, a painting of a, a a woman question mark a bunch of Brown paper lunch bags, three. F- oh, under each brick is an object. Flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A pile pillows. of lights. Balls. Ball. <laughs> Balls. I think those are eggs, right? Oh, oh, egg. I I've got no clue. They're so bl- <laughs> uh, balls of eggs. A radio. Ball, balls of eggs. Yeah. So Ooh, don't you want to just cut them with a scissor? <laughs> exactly. So you know it it. it He's not falling. 
Nothing's actively falling, but you can't tell me that this doesn't have to do with falling still, right? Oh, no, because at the end of the exhibition, Uh the artist artist, uh, adds a performative element, I guess, if they ever were to show this. They cut each of the ropes, causing the cement blocks to crash into the items. So falling. So we still have some falling there. Woo! But even without cutting them, you still are feeling like, oh, this could fall, right? You're not like... He's I'm away. Compelled. You're not like he's not. He's done falling, right? You guys are like he still loves this, right? He's just getting geared up. <laughs> okay, so now that we've got that under the our belts, um, <laughs> boss Jan Adder, Adder, he he loves falling, right? Oh yeah, big loves fall guy. It. So why why falling? It seems like it's something so silly and and kind of funny, especially the way he cuts the videos purposely to be right at the point of impact. Um, a millennial might even dare to say big vine energy. Um, <laughs> they definitely would go viral if they knew about these. Big Borat energy. <laughs> um, and obviously there's definitely significance and meaning to why he chooses to capture these silly moments. But at the base of it all, this guy was literally obsessed with falling. It, like there is deeper meaning, of course, but he really was obsessed with falling. Like sick in the head? No, his, his journal entries, it, he kept multiple journals and he um, he would literally write in them. He one one note said, "I love falling." Uh, uh, another one said, <laughs> <laughs> "Another one said, all is falling, like everything falls, kind of thing." Um, and another time he said, "Falling is my body just practicing being dead." Um, this guy's so, a sicko. <laughs> fall is life. Fall is life. Fall is Thank life. you. Oh, that's Thank a good title too. Ooh. That's a really good title. <laughs> nice job, Leanne. Getting goosebumps. <laughs> so he said that he considered falling not just a feeling but a philosophy, which was kind of his whole philosophy. Falling was his philosophy. Um, several art historians have analyzed how Boss felt about falling and what it meant in consideration to his art and his life views. And all the articles I read felt very much like what we're not trying to do on art farts. It was very much like hard for me to read. I was having a hard time understanding what they were mm-hmm. saying. I had to translate words. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I took everything I read and I'm going to just spit it out here. What I think from reading that and learning about this, what I think he was doing here. Um, in my own words, as farty as possible. You're a saint. So, mentioned earlier, talking about his dad, right? Mm-hmm. He he loved the juxtaposition of knowing the truth and a gut reaction. He talked about it in every journal he had from when he was a kid. Um, just this whole idea of, like, there's a concrete truth, there's something real, and there's something imaginative. And, like, you mix those together, and it makes the world. Like, that's exactly what makes the world, which... And it's almost kind of like an adrenaline rush in a way. Um, and we talk about this a lot in my my field, in my health career, health, health care field. Oh, that was hard for a second. Yeah. Um, you because, were struggling there. Yeah, I was. We have two sides of our brain and, you know, they interact using those all those little fibers in the middle. And one side really does rely on logic and the other side really does rely on creativity. And you can't make sense of the world without each other and so you have to kind of use both of them at the same time um and falling kind of forces those things to coexist at the same exact time without any question Mm. if you think about it so if you're falling off your bike into a river like he did in fall two um 
you have this gut reaction of, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, no, I'm falling to a river. But then at the same time, your brain's like, okay, lean left, tuck your arm and protect your head. Like, it's a mixture Ooh. of this idea of, like, pure emotion of just, like, holy shit, holy fuck, and this, you're, like, surviving, survival. And so it's these two really strong emotions that don't really work well together and at the same time need each other to exist. Um which, of course, can be re- easily related to his father, what he endured, um, of the strong emotion of wanting to help, you know, the, these people survive the Holocaust and at the same time, you know, having logic about it and knowing that there's these dangers, um, which I think kind of led to his obsession with falling. I don't know if, like, maybe one time in his life he fell down and was like, wow, that felt so freeing or He's something. He's addicted to it. <laughs> the the mix of the adrenaline, the... Yeah, aw. yeah. So he, he really does love falling. Um, and, again, not only has he just made these remarks in his journals, but literally it's in every piece of art that he's made, whether it's him falling or something else falling. Um, and that brings me into this next piece really quick, which is called, um, I'm too sad to tell you, (laughs) which is a piece I think you both will really love. I'm too sad to tell you. Why did my phone just tell me the battery percentage on your AirPods? That are probably connected to mine before. It's just so funny because they're currently connected to yours. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm too sad to tell you. Is it a, a video? It is a picture. Well, okay, so he actually had a hard time determining how he wanted to present this information. Um, so it, there's there's a lot of different, uh, like, medias made from it. So there's a video. There are pictures. Um, and he made actually postcards that you could send out that say that have his face crying and it says, I'm too sad to tell you. Mm. Um, but I think the main part is the video, Andrew, like you mentioned, where he records himself, um, crying for, for several minutes. Um, so I'm going to talk really quick about that piece now, but I have, okay, here it is. So I actually found a really cool article by Juliet Jacques, um, who is the person who recorded his, his I'm Too Sad to Tell You. Um, and actually, I believe his wife recorded a lot of his work, so it was cool that this wasn't his wife. Um, it was just a friend. And she says that she studied with him in Los Angeles, and one day he invited her to his studio. And as she did, he just handed her the camera... Um, and then just stood against the wall and started weeping. And so she was like, okay, what the hell? And then she just, like, turned on the camera and and put it at him. And for three minutes and 22 seconds, the then the film ran out, and he stopped crying. He wiped his tears, and he was like, okay, thanks for that. Um, and he, she turned to leave, and he tapped her on the shoulder, and they, they sat and they had coffee, and they kind of just talked about life for a little bit. Um, and it's really important because... Well, I'll talk about it later in a moment. But, um, yeah, that's I'm Too Sad to Tell You. And it played at theaters around L.A. Um, I think actually, if, like, a year later, maybe two it years later. It played at theaters? Not, like, movie theaters, but 
like art okay. theaters. Like, in the, like, like we're uh, having a showing of it. I'm just imagining like, you know, you're going to, yeah, I'm going to get the, go to see, get a ticket to, I'm too sad to tell you. It's just like three <laughs> minutes three of minutes. this dude <laughs> crying. I yeah. think one day we should play it on the projector because that's what he would have wanted. Yeah, he probably would. It, they said it was screening in LA, if that makes okay. sense. Mm. Um, and it's it's like genuine anguish. Like it's real, like sobbing. He needed that. Yeah. And um, when people watched it, they also started crying. And um, when, when this person who filmed him, Juliet, um, went to the show to see it, uh, she started crying, which is funny because she recorded it and like was like, okay, thanks. Like, this is weird. Um, but when she watched it on the big screen, she was crying. And mm. he was there at the premiere and he tapped her on the shoulder and he was like, why are you crying? And she's like, you made me cry. This is this is making me cry. Um, he said, I'm like, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'll make sure the next one makes you happy. Um, and he, then he asked her to, to come to his studio again. Um, but the the thing that I'm about I'm too sad to tell you that really people loved was that um, you just never you would never know what he was crying about. Mm-hmm. It, there were so many possibilities of things he could be crying about. He was really he was longing for his hometown. You know, his dad mm. died in this horrific way. He he was really anti-war. Um, and there's wars, you know, breaking out everywhere. There's, there's so many things to be sad about and you just wouldn't know what it was that he was sad about. Um, and I think a lot of people really did resonate with that, with that idea of like, wow, I'm like, you can, that feeling of I'm too sad to even talk about it or like you, you won't even know why I'm crying. I'm just crying. Um. But then also knowing the other side of how he just was like, okay, record me. And just sobbed and then was like, okay, thank you so much. Like, able to just turn, turn it on. Off. Yeah. Um, was kind of wild, too. So what does that have to do with falling? Um, honestly, I don't necessarily know. Um, and I can't know because he was he's too sad to tell us. He said, I'm too sad to tell you. Um but I have a feeling that it did have something to do with falling mm-hmm. in some way. Um, one, because he loved falling so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obsessed with falling, and we know that, of course. Um, but also, he was he was talking a lot about falling um, with his friend during that interview. Or, like, when they sat down for coffee, they were having an interview. Ugh. But um, it, And also, he... I think I can't imagine him making a piece that doesn't have something to do with falling. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is he's too sad to tell us, so we won't know for sure if that if there's something falling in his heart or something. Aww. Um But then it was also jump it was it was a jumping off project to his next big piece, probably his biggest piece, the thing I've been making you guys avoid um for this whole episode. Oh boy. Which we're about to finish up with now. Um, I'm literally so excited. So so Boss in, invites his this videographer over to his house again. He says, I'm going to make you happy with my next work. Come over to my studio tomorrow. Um, she gets there, door wide open, already wide open. And he says, you've inspired me with this. Um, and he has built a boat in his tiny little studio, which kind of reminds me, I don't know if anyone's seen Girls, but I'm pretty sure... Uh, What's Adam Driver's character <laughs> makes a boat in his studio apartment in New York City. That's so funny. Um, 
And he says, he says, this is the ocean wave. It's the only tangible part of my next project, which is called In Search of the Miraculous. Um, it's 13 feet big, which is small <gasps> for a boat, but big for a tiny apartment. Big for an indoor boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what he, he sets off to do. So this is his big plan. Okay, guys. He planned a trip from Chatham, Massachusetts, Cape Cod, to Falmouth, England. Um, and when he completes this trip, he's going to be the smallest craft to ever cross the Atlantic Ocean. Oh. Um, and it's planned that when he makes it across to Europe, he's going to finish his exhibit in his home country of the Netherlands and document his travel. So he's already set up this exhibit in the Netherlands at the big museum there. And the exhibit itself is him making this journey um, and the only physical part is the boat, except he also, he's bringing along cameras and journals so he can kind of document his trip. Um, and that's kind of what's going to be on display. And also, you know, he'll, he can just be there to talk about it. And his wife did the lovely job of documenting the pre-lift off because she's not going with him. So she's, you know, recording him getting ready and him setting sail. Mm. And she's going to be there to record him, um, docking when he gets to Europe, um, so he plans to take off July 9th, 1975, and he's estimating it's going to take at least three months to reach the other side. Um, oh, my God. Wow. Yes. It's a long trip. He is a professional um, boat rider. Boat oh. rider? Salesman? Word. Uh, yes. Salesman, pro- I guess. Yeah. Salesman? He's Sailor? Sells, he sells things. Sailor. That's the fucking word. Salesman. Sailor. Yeah. Salesman. <laughs> That's He's it. not selling something. He's sailing something. He's, he's selling it. I believe him. I'm, um, t- I'm buying it. <laughs> um, so he plans this piece. And something that's kind of cool, too, is his father um, took a big trip, too, um, at the same age. So mm-hmm. so Boss is taking this trip at 33 years old. Um, and his dad, when he was 33 years old, biked from their small town in the middle of nowhere netherlands to jerusalem Ooh. um and he almost died several times but he made it and he got to hear the story by told by all of his family members growing up so it's something he really looked up to and he he wanted to follow his father's footsteps and also take a big trip that was dangerous um at the same age um so he set sail on july 9th his his lovely wife takes this video of him um and and then and then that, that's the last that anyone's ever heard of him. Are you <laughs> shitting my? That's that's kind of what I expected. No! Oh, I wanted him to make it so bad. So fuck. So um, nine months later, his ship is found off the coast of um, North, or I think it's Southern Ireland. Ireland actually. Um, he his wife has not heard from him. Um, no one's heard from him, but the boat is um, not necessarily capsized. It's actually kind of like on an angle. It's 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 not like sunk. One, it's not sunk, um, and two, it's it's like kind of um, like up. But I don't even know how to describe it. Honestly, I'm not good with boats and how they how they could be. Um, but a fishing trawler found his boat. Um, oh, here's how they describe it. Two-thirds capsized. Mm. So it was like... But it had been drifting in that position um, for what they say was about six months. Oh. So it seems like it was that boat was like that for six months. Um, 
But something interesting was that everything was on the boat still. So everything was on the boat except for his journals and his camera. So everything else was on the boat. No body. Um, Everything else. It wasn't because it was a tiny boat, even being a little bit capsized, things could still stay on it. Um, And so, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Do we think him take, did he, like, was he dying and then he was like, I'm taking my art down with me? Or like... He couldn't have gone missing intentionally. Like, he, this man has passed. So, they're not sure. His wife is not sure. If I was his wife, I'd be like, he better be dead. And you better not have run away. So I mean... Go ahead. Like, if you're going to travel that far in the middle of the ocean on, on a small boat, like, so much could happen. Like, a wave could knock you off. Um, you could get carried away, like... I, I, pirates. I, 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 pirates could kidnap you. Um, you know, giant sea squids or something. The sea squids. Um, you know, you could like I don't know. I, like, and how much food did he, like? Did he have three months worth of food on that boat? Like, so let's let's dive into it a little bit more. He was very prepared. Um. He constructed the boat to be virtually unsinkable, which I know they said that about the Titanic too. So I trusted <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, well, and then him. what happened there? That's true. It's true. But it was a small boat. He was very skilled in this area. Um, the boat was considered unsinkable, um, and he actually gave himself more time than he allotted himself. So I said three months, but he gave himself um, enough food for like. A long time, honestly. Technically, it didn't sink. It did not sink. That is true. That's absolutely true. And um, where it ended up was very close to where he had planned to end up. So it it was on the course that he, you know, it wasn't out in the middle of nowhere. It was on the the right course to where he wanted to um, end up. And so years following his disappearance, these rumors began to swirl that it was a deliberate act. Um... In one way or another. So either it was a deliberate act to commit suicide, mm-hmm. um, if it was a deliberate act to disappear and not be found. Um, but people think whatever it is, that it was deliberate. That I mean, that's mm-hmm. not everyone thinks that. Some people think that it was an accident. He's he's passed away and and um and that's happened. Um, and. Here's what his wife says, um, because she, again, how I said he, from her, he does everything meticulously and methodically. And she says, I think that this is a really great piece. At the end, I understand why people are attracted to it and Boss's other work also. It's quite romantic and an earth-shattering kind of hero, hero heroism, hero, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hero, heroism. Feels wrong in the mouth. Hero- Hero- Heroism? Heroism. Hero- Heroism. Um, I don't think anybody really thought of him as a hero, except for me, of course. Aww. But nevertheless, I think the way he went about doing his work was methodically romantic. Oh. So that's... She... She says that about him. Um, methodically romantic. So she never kind of, like, pieces in necessarily if she thinks... He's alive or not, but she's just like, I know he does everything with a purpose. Um, so whatever ended up happening, she's kind of saying, I think he, whatever he did, he did on purpose. Is is that the boat? 
That is the boat. That's so cute. Oh my god, it looks like a full-size boat, but just small. Yeah. That's so cute. He's he's awesome. Um, oh. Yeah, no, that thing was not going to make it. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. Ugh. How do I see this boat? Um, It's called the Ocean Wave. And all the pictures you're seeing are taken by Mary Sue. Ah. Which is kind of cute, too. Um, oh, bless her So, heart. to my surprise, searching the ocean wave does not <laughs> did yield not the boat, work. but it does did did not, not work. Wait. So, because he didn't finish this piece, technically, I mean, we can count the ocean wave itself as a piece. Um, his, his final and only works are the series of the falls. Oh. Um. Which is why, you know, at the start when I said the only thing we have is from 1970 to 1975 is because of this. Um, I mean, of course, I hope he is Hold on, out this tiny-ass boat, can he even yeah. fit enough food for three months on there? Right. I don't know. Where do you sleep? <laughs> Underneath? The, something I think is, is pretty cool, though, um, was that when Mary Sue was taking some of these pictures, she actually would handwrite lyrics um, on the prints. So she has she has she has a bunch of prints. There's two like separate prints, and she documents where they're taken um, and and whatever. And then she puts lyrics on them. And um, some of the lyrics, you know, and this is before this is 1973. This is before he even set sail. Well, now if I have to swim a river, you know I will. And if I have to climb a mountain, you know I will. And if she's hiding up on a blueberry hill, am I going to find her, child? You know I will. Because I've been searching, going to find her. Oh, yeah, searching, going to find her. So she wrote those lyrics on these prints of him building his boat in 1973 before he even set sail in 1975 when he goes missing. Which is, it's, it's sad, it's ironic, and then part of me is like, what if it was planned? You yeah, know, like no, that part. That, that, that he gave it away. <laughs> like part of it deep down, you're like, what if it's all planned? What if mm -hmm. she's in on it? Um, <gasps> so it's kind well, of, it's a little. Whoa, what if she's in on it? I hope she's in on it. Well, when she was asked about it, she was like, I think he does everything purposely. So, you know, that's kind of like whatever that means. Did he purposely commit suicide? Did he purposely go missing? Did he purposely like not save himself? Like maybe something went wrong and he. Did, he didn't necessarily kill himself, but maybe he gave up. He was like, up. for the art, I'm going to give up. Yeah. Did he purposely lose the the pieces, you know? Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of mystery to this guy, but the fact that he had such a short span of some of the coolest art I've ever seen about falling down, um, I couldn't believe that I've never, ever, ever once heard of this man before. I'm going to be stuck on this for a while. I can't stop thinking about this boat. I'm going missing. There has to be me. There has to be a podcast on this. I'm, we're on it. I'm here. So that's the the thing is that if you search his name, it's all like, where is he? He's disappearance. Him disappeared. And obviously, where I didn't, is he? <laughs> where is him disappeared? <laughs> him disappeared. So I obviously didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be like, okay, guys, 
you <laughs> look him up, look him up. <laughs> Thank you, because I felt like the way I did when we watched The Sixth Sense. All of a sudden, <laughs> my world changed. I kind of like, I was stuck. I was like, okay, wait, so now you have to mention that he's gone. What do you say? And I was like, yeah, and then they never saw him again. <laughs> like, I was like turned around, like freaking with something. And I hear you go, and he was never found again. And I just whipped up. <laughs> what do I you mean? I knew it was coming. I was, you so, know I was pretty was... calm. Yeah, I, I mean, as soon as. As soon as I heard he was get he, he built a boat in his room <laughs> and then was traveling uh across the ocean uh for 3 months I was like there's this 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 there's man no is way. gone As soon as we compared him to Adam Driver from Girls I knew this man <laughs> is not going to make it Um and I guess I could say what Juliet Jax said so so he tells her He's like, yeah, so I'm going to do this. And she's like, that's crazy. Um, and he says, the mental voyage is far more important than the physical one. And he said, amidst the calmness of the ocean without any distractions, my mind shall be focused purely on attacking the roots of human sadness until it can only collapse and give way to pure happiness. Um, and she said, okay, how are you going to do that? And he said, by focusing on nothing else until I found the answer. Um, and so he says that once he gets across to land, he'll publish the books and um, so she's like, you're going to find internal happiness? And he said, no, no, that's, I'm trying to find happiness for myself. Whatever, what everyone else wants to do, they can do. And um, she said, that sounds like too much. You'll go crazy. And he said, this is just an experiment. And if I fail, I'll fail. He went crazy on the boat? I, <laughs> well, I don't know he what happened He went crazy on, on the boat. boat and then he ate himself <laughs> to death. He, he, and then the tiger was there and it was life of pie. And then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and something, something else that was crazy is that when this happened, um, his friend was like, 